Hey, this is Jake with danceadvisor.com, and welcome to our third episode of the Dance Advisor podcast. I am joined this week by a new co-host, a guest co-host, and this week it is Deb Knight. Say hello. Hello. So uh, just a little backstory. If you've listened to the first two episodes, you know that I took dance from my mother growing up. Uh, She owned a studio that we later took over and ran. Um, So she has a long history in dance. And how many years have you been teaching? Uh, I believe this is my 31st year of teaching. 31st year of teaching. Which sounds super old, but I'm not really that old. No, you hardly (laughs) look a day over 71. (laughs) Just kidding, 31. I meant 31. Um, So this week, the episode number three, our theme for this week is why is ballet important? So we chose this um, after we sent out an Instagram um, post about some ideas for this episode, and lots of people responded. Um, Actually, it was a lot of ballet dancers asking about how to become better at contemporary improv, which we will address that in a future episode. Um, But I thought first we'd get to the root of um, why there's so many ballet dancers out there and why ballet is so important. So maybe first you could tell our listeners about your introduction to ballet. Okay. Well, it was a long time ago. And it's funny, when you asked me, my first dance recital, I was a tapper. Uh, oh, I was good. five, and I did a little Minnie Mouse dance. It was super fun. Uh, but I got the bug, and then my parents put me in dance class. And at that time, really, ballet was almost all you could take uh, there, there was tap available. Ballet was offered. Uh, jazz really hadn't been introduced into the studio setting. So w- about what year are you talking? Oh, goodness. Well, this is good for our listeners to know. Uh, so this would have been um, early 60s, in the 1960s. So it's not, jazz was, a, was around, but it was a very adult, sure. uh, much more Broadway. Uh, but tap was very, very popular. And you guys can talk about that in another podcast as well. I'm sure we will. I'm (laughs) sure we will. Okay. So, um, started out with tap and then it kind of moved to ballet, which again was, and is, and has been the staple of dance studios for, uh, the better part of a century and a half. Um, so, so what was your first recollections of your ballet class? Well, uh, my first class was that I remember real well was at Mrs. Pope's studio of dance. Um, but it was just the beautiful, it was, we, we had, um, uniforms, you know, at that time you could pretty much only get a black leotard, pink tights, pink shoes, you know, your hair in a bun. And, uh, it was that feeling of going and it felt really special and it was very, um, was disciplined, but you know, as kids, as a little girl, I never felt stifled necessarily. It was, I got to be in this, in front of the mirror and listen to pretty music and be a pretty, pretty ballerina. Right, which is every little girl's <laughs> dream. Um, that's great. So um, thinking back to my first, ba- like I actually don't remember my first ballet class. I remember my first dance classes being the boys' sports jazz. Um, I can tell you about your first ballet class. Actually, I would love to know about my first <laughs> ballet class. Uh, thank you. Go ahead, uh, Miss Deb. Tell uh, us. Well, um, it was my first actual class teaching uh, it's when I had just decided to start a dance studio, and of course I made you boys dance. Right, reluctantly. Yes, um, and so you—I think you were about seven, and Ryan was about five at the mm-hmm. time. That's my brother. For those who were listening, and of course, I ballet is it. I've just felt 
no matter what you did, you were going to have to do some ballet because that was very important to me in my training. Uh, so you little ones came in and I put you at the bar and you did a full bar, which was probably way too much for your age. For a seven and five year old, <laughs> probably. I'm not sure. Hold on. Let me check. Yeah. Yes. Too much. Okay. Um, but you know, that was my, a little bit of lack of experience, but um, you had your tights and your t-shirt and your ballet slippers and you boys did ballet. So who else was in the class with us? I had one other young boy that was from your school, and we had probably an age group of uh, like from five to eight-year-olds. So there were other, other than the th- us three boys. Yes, there, there were, were probably three or four little girls from okay. the area. All right. Okay. So a ballet class with almost a 50% split yeah. of boys to girls, which in ballet to you guys. <laughs> is very rare. I'm sure everyone knows that. Um, okay, cool. So, so I don't remember that first class, but I do remember um, taking ballet and liking ballet, but feeling like it was kind of boring and kind of monotonous, and it's the same thing every week. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have those feelings, too? You know, it's funny, because I never did, but for me, it was more of the comfort of knowing what I was doing. Mm. Um, Now, not to say that at the end of every dance recital year, I didn't get a little burned out just from the schedule, but I never got tired of ballet. I just, uh, you know, I've always loved it. Okay, so for you, one of the strengths of ballet is the consistency and the knowledge that you, you're you comfortable with what you're doing because you know you've done it every single week and you're doing it again this next week. Yes, and, and you can see the progress. You look in the mirror and you can see, oh, I, my plie is a little deeper this time or my grand batma is a little higher. And it's very structured, and which is funny because I, personality-wise, I'm not a very structured person. Oh, do tell. As, <laughs> as you, you know. <laughs> Uh, but that was just, um, I think I liked that, that there was, your hands had to be in a certain spot and your, so I knew exactly what was expected of me. Right. Nice. And so for me, I think, um, what drew me to ballet, because that became my real love of dance was ballet. And I tried all the other styles and jazz was fun and tap. I really did not enjoy, um, and this, you know, before contemporary and, and I wasn't a huge fan of modern, um, for those who know me, I'm just... It's wonderful. It's great for dancers, but mm-hmm. I just, for me personally, I never really enjoyed moving that way and didn't, never felt comfortable or never felt like I was expressing myself. I felt like I was just moving awkwardly right. and that wasn't <laughs> enjoyable. Um, but ballet, for some, I think I had the same feelings that it was this space of, I knew what each move was. There was a correct way to do it and an incorrect way to do it. The structure of that class. And, and I also, I, I'm, a little ADD, and yeah. I like having that that uh, that structure. That was great. So even growing up, taking class, yes. Um, well, I did stand in the back the entire time. Because you were a little shy. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> but also standing in the back because I didn't focus enough to you know know the combinations myself. Right. <laughs> but um, and then as a guy, you know, being able to jump and turn, those are kind of my strengths. With flexibility not being a strong point, there's lots of opportunities for great jumps and turns yes. in ballet for, for men. So um, let's talk a little bit about uh, why ballet, why it's such a standard or a foundation in the dance industry. So no matter where you go, no matter what you do, if you've had ballet training, um, people c- usually can recognize it right away. Yes. Um, uh, even cho- other choreographers or if you're auditioning for something, um, they can usually tell that you've had a strong ballet foundation. So why do you think that is? 
Well, and I think that goes back to um, that ballet is, is the foundation of all dance. Um, it has a language of its own. It has body French, placement of its by own. The way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it has been, you know, transferred through the ages. It's, it has not changed very much. Um, and so uh, you get that foundation of placement and how to hold yourself and how to carry yourself, which other dance styles on their own don't give you. Sure. And there's a, a really awesome, uh, it was a phrase in um, a really famous movie about dancers, and it was from Chorus Line. I was okay. thinking about that earlier today. And I loved it because, you know, always trying to encourage our dancers to to be ba- take ballet no matter what they do. Um, the choreographer in the movie, the giant audition, there's 300 dancers, really solid dancers on stage, and there's this one gal, and she's just giving it all she's got, trying really hard. And he, he looked up, and he, he looked at her, and he said, if you've never had ballet, stop dancing. Mm. And she kept dancing because she, she was like, I can do this. I know I can do this. And he raised his voice a bit and told her again, if you've never had ballet, stop dancing. And eventually he had to yell at her. And it really struck me because in 300 dancers, he could see that immediately that she did not have the classical training that you need to have if you're going to be on Broadway. So, and that's interesting. So obviously, and it was a dramatization for a movie, um, but as trained dance professionals, I mean, I've been teaching for, oh, 20 some years or so, and you've had 30 some years of teaching. Um, You can tell when someone's had ballet training. And you can tell when someone's had good ballet training. So there is a difference in that too. Sure. And we'll actually (laughs) going to touch on that a little bit later. Um, so yeah, so ballet's been around. It's been the standard. It's been the start of dance, at least in the U.S. Yes. Um, obviously, there's well, other, in Europe too. Well, in Europe, but there's other cultures around the world where um, uh, there's a lot of tribal dance in Africa, and then other yes. countries around the world where they've helped influence the dance scene that we see today. today. But mm-hmm. for for America and the and Europe, um, dance has its a strong. It's a, gift or gratitude to yes. the dance uh, to, to environment ballet. yeah yes. to ballet okay so um so that's where yeah why you think ballet is so important mm-hmm. uh, bec- yes and you know like even going into those different genres of dance you've got your your jazz style uh almost all of the the um lines that you get in jazz and the the steps so much of it the even the vocabulary of jazz is taken from ballet sure so if you already have that you can transition into a jazz or even contemporary i mean you know a glissade's a glissade and a chenet is a chenet but right. that's a, a language of its own for that's has the ballet basis right so i think for me that gave me the confidence of going into other styles i knew what a rachel ray was or a passe yes um or a pirouette, whether it was turned in or turned out, you know, ballet kind of gave the contrast for everything else that you knew that in jazz, they say, oh, well, in ballet, it's like this, but in jazz, we do it parallel. Yes. So it's a similar thing, but you just change the way your hip is aligned or your foot is aligned. Um, So it's kind of funny. So we're using ballet as a reference point. For almost all of it. To set the standard for for everything everything else, right? Yes. Um, So we both agree, and I'm sure there's a plethora of dance studio owners and teachers and choreographers and people in the dance world that would also agree that ballet is critical to the foundation of a dancer. But again, like going back to thinking when I was a kid, sometimes ballet can be boring. 
So any tips or advice for dancers who are maybe struggling with enjoying their ballet class? Like what, what advice would you give to the dancer who just thinks ballet is another class to check <laughs> off their list because it's required at their studio? Well, I try really hard to instill a love of the ballet with the littlest ones that come in. Um, our little six-year-olds that dance intro, and I will tell them as we're going, I know this is kind of boring. It seems a little boring, but you have to have it because you want to be beautiful dancers when you grow up, and this is how you're going to get there. And for our maybe juniors, I might make the analogy, this ballet is like eating your spinach or broccoli or something that you don't right. love, yep. but you have to have it. And so just helping them appreciate that this, okay, Yes, plies, you're going to do a million of them your whole life, but that's what's going to get you where you want to go in your dance career. Nice, nice. And I've actually used that same exact analogy. I wonder where I got it from. Interesting. (laughs) Um, But no, but thinking about like what makes us strong is good quality food. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? Mm -hmm. I think like jazz contemporary are like the desserts and the sweets of the dance business. For sure right now, yeah. Right. I mean, they're, they're great to watch. They're fun. Yeah. You feel wonderful doing it. And the things that are challenging, which is like, you know, a ballet class, that is a thing that is the thing that helps build you up and gives you the strength to do the other styles. Well, well, yes. And I think that's really the key because everybody can dance, you know, really for the most part, everybody can dance and they can have fun Mm, at it. I've seen some people that they can move. (laughs) They're really, they're really fun movers. I don't know if I'd call them dancers, but, but but to be a, a good dancer or a quality dancer, that's, that's the difference. Sure. You have to have that. Absolutely. So, um, I think too, since ballet has kind of set the standard, you say, so if ballet is the standard, um, which again, we're not saying it is a hundred percent and there might be other opinions out there, but we feel pretty strongly that ballet is the standard. Mm-hmm. Then jazz is a deviation of the standard. The contemporary would be a deviation of the standard, modern, a deviation, of lyrical, the standard. lyrical, all those styles. So in order to know I've often said, in order to break the rules, you have to know the rules. Oh, I like that. So when you're, you know, sickling your foot, as a new dancer, that's just wrong. That's bad technique. If you're a trained dancer and you're choosing to sickle your foot because you know the rules, you're making an artistic decision. Or a statement. (laughs) Right. Albeit maybe not a good one. They call it (laughs) modern. Right. But that's the thing. Once you know the rules of a style... Then you can break those rules with artistic integrity and yes. not just poor technique. Poor technique, yes. So I think that's why, that's the other thing that for me, if a dancer is well trained in ballet, that translates to every other style and allows them more artistic freedom. Yes. Uh, and control. Sure. And so that gives you confidence because you can control your movement. Yes. And yes. So and it's beautiful to look at. It's wonderful to watch. Well, gorgeous. Okay, so do you have a favorite ballet? I'm just, I didn't talk to you about this beforehand. Uh, like a classical so. ballet, you mean? Sure. Um, yes, I think um, Romeo and Juliet is Absolutely probably stunning. my yep. most favorite as from the romantic and the, the music. Sure. Um, honestly, I'm not a fan of Tchaikovsky's music so much, so no, no haters out there, but... Um, I just don't love that style, but um, 
Also, La Corsair. Mm-hmm. I oh, loved yeah, great. the drama in that, and of course, the costumes. So those are probably two of my favorite. Okay. What about you? You know, I have um, probably Romeo and Juliet as well. Um, there's quite a few other ballets that I've seen. Um, I think probably the two that you mentioned are one of the mm-hmm. two of my favorites. Um, I will have to say, if we're talking about ballet and the people that have done it, Mikhail Brishnikov is one of my... As, so as a guy dancer, yes. like you watch him move and you just see like... Wow, here's a dude who can move. Yeah, who is powerful, powerful, and strong, and in full control. Um, and he had he had so many. Th- you know, uh, Baryshnikov followed Rudolf Nureyev. Oh, sure. He, he, Rudolf Nureyev sort of broke into Paved that. Paved the way. Yep. Yeah, for a man to be masculine and strong and beautiful and and have the jumps and the turns, but then Mikhail Baryshnikov came in, and he also had the um, the artistic. The theatrical part of the ballet, which, um, you know, ballet can be very structured and not as emotional. I think that's why kids really love the contemporary right now. But if you're a if you're a little actor or actress, then you also that the the ballets, the classical ballets allow you to bring that out. The the acting part. Yes. But I want to. So this is a perfect opportunity because we were talking about ballet being boring and how it's difficult for some children, but to help them be actors or actresses within their ballet training. And I do remember, Mr. Jake, that you were privileged to dance the lead in Cinderella when you were I do remember 16, that. 17? 17, sometime in those late teens. Yes. Yeah, sure. um, with another company, a uh, beautiful dance company. And that was a struggle for you. Mm-hmm. So talk about that a little bit. So the acting part of dance. So here's here's the challenge. And so Amanda and I have had this conversation. Dance dancers are always told what to do. Mm-hmm. You're given especially in ballet. Especially in ballet, you're given your choreography. You're given your steps. You're given everything else about what you're doing. So then when someone says, "Okay, now act or improv this section," you go, huh? "Oh no, <laughs> I don't know what to do." You're supposed to tell me that. Yes. And, and then also. You know, being a guy, there's not a ton of opportunities for expression in dance. It's like lift this girl here, do a big leap over here, right. lift this other girl over here, and then and turn then thirty back. times in the middle, <laughs> and then stand in the back and partner somebody and pretend not to be seen. Right. You know, yes, that's I mean, that's, that's really true. the the challenge. So that was definitely a challenge. In fact, my very first time in a professional company, um, our director said to me all the time, "Stop being a prince." Yeah, <laughs> yes. Because that was my training. My training was ballet. So that was very hard to get out of that mode of being a prince, which is why, like I mentioned earlier, there are plenty of ballet dancers that struggle with contemporary improv. Yes. So here's something we never did in ballet, improv. Mm-hmm. No. Never. No. I, there's never an opportunity for improv in ballet. In fact, we were talking about that yesterday, Amanda and I, and the thing is all we did was you had to mimic you were in love, or I'm sad, or right. will you marry me? <laughs> Those right. are the classic, you know, ballet things. So definitely not very emotional. No, so that's definitely one of the challenges, and I think we will totally address that in another episode. Of as a ballet dancer, how do you get better? at expressing those emotions and those feelings. And then what as studio owners and teachers, ballet mm-hmm. teachers, can we do? Because there's room for improv in ballet. Yes, there um, is. 
it's letting so the 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 teacher has to let go of some of that control a mm-hmm. little bit and let the dancers whether it's make your own dance or you know guiding them through that process yes. but i'm i'm excited to talk about that again in another episode but um, well, that definitely was a challenge yes. to 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 role play or act when literally for the past 10 years i've been told what direction to point my foot and how hard yes okay so there's why ballet is a big deal. It's kind of important. Um, where do you see ballet in the future? Do you that's see a, it going anywhere? That's a really good question. I don't see it not going away. However, it is a little bit overshadowed right now, I think, with some of the um, televised dance programs, which are amazing because they really, I mean, I love all of them. I think they help our dancers. We live in a small area, small town. They don't have a lot of exposure to, um, you know, performances. So, they can watch these other dancers and see the styles and see how they transition. Anyway, um, I think that's really playing a big part in why maybe contemporary is overshadowing the ballet. But ballet will never, it can never go away because it, again, it is the foundation. Every school, every strong dance company, every um, really, truly professional dancer has to have a ballet background. So funny you say that because we went and saw our friend and your former student, my former student, Paul Craig, Paul, yeah. out at the Boston Ballet. Small Paul, who's now tall Paul. And he's a principal <laughs> dancer with the Boston Ballet. Um, Amanda and I went out and saw one of his performances, and they, they had a contemporary show to Killian, and it was an incredible performance. But I was asking him, like, why isn't there more you know, ballet on the stage? And he said... The struggle is the public is struggling to appreciate ballet. Yes. That as a general awareness of ballet being important or being cared for, um, most people don't appreciate it or understand it. So the move is that shift is towards contemporary. Yes. Um, But here's how I see things going. This is the foundation Mm -hmm. and the sands may blow one way or the next but ballet is not going anywhere. Right. And, you know, you look at that because, again, when I first started to, to dance as a young child, ballet was pretty much all you had. The, there were ballet companies. That, that's what you could do if you were good enough, which was very, very few dancers were good enough to be in a ballet company at that time. And then uh, jazz sort of exploded on the stage with Fosse and, and Broadway. And then jazz became much more popular and right. then after jazz, lyrical dance was a really but, big deal but, for so, about but 10 years. But think about that. Lyrical is simply a blend of jazz and ballet. And ballet, yes. And look at contemporary. Contemporary is a blend of modern and ballet or jazz, and, jazz and, ballet, and ballet or lyrical and ballet. Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I, so, so different things are springing out of it, but it's always going to be, everything's always going to come back to ballet. All right. You heard it here, folks. Ballet, Ballet's always here and forever. Stay. If it was a stock, I'd say buy now, buy. don't ever sell. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. Any final words on the subject of ballet? Your thoughts, feelings? Um, yeah. Just for, for one thing for studio owners, always encourage your children to dance ballet, even though they it may not be the most popular thing. Make it fun. Do the best you can to make it fun. But help them appreciate that to be a professional, they need it. Um, and for kids, you know, eat your, eat your vegetables, get, get that ballet under your belt and that will make all of your dance experience so much better. 
I'm glad you said that. That was actually one of the things I was thinking about from a studio's perspective. Um, check your ballet program. Yeah. Check who's running your ballet program, which teacher's doing it, and make sure they're making it enjoyable. You can, vegetables can be great if you put enough butter and salt right. on them. <laughs> and so the same is true with ballet. You can make ballet fun and great. Uh, Katie Spreadbury, who um, was on the jump faculty, um, she was awesome at making ballet fun and enjoyable. Our students always loved her classes. Um, I always appreciated her teacher's classes. And, and as a ballet dancer, she received opportunities in the industry, paid gigs in the industry, because she had point shoes and knew how to use them. Right. And I'm sure we've all seen fake dancers in, in ads and, yes. you know, all us dance teachers are like, how can't, what, couldn't yeah. they find a dancer to do this? <laughs> but if you know those skills, it definitely helps you. Uh, it just gives you another opportunity. So yes. eat your vegetables, dancers do it, teachers make it fun, make it enjoyable. So here's the thing. If you are a dancer and you take ballet, tell your ballet teacher, thank you. Tell them that you appreciate Please. what they're doing. Please, <laughs> honestly, especially if, especially if you don't like it, like tell them that you appreciate what they're doing and that you'll try hard in their class in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's, as teachers, that is all we want. We just want our dancers to enjoy the class. You know, and even enjoy it is, is loosely. Sometimes I don't care if anybody enjoys it because I know it's good for you. It's vegetables, you know? Mm, right. Um, but it's always great to show that attitude of gratitude. So um, tell them thank you. Tell them you appreciate all they've done. And in your class, work your butt off. Yeah. Work. work Just hard. work. Okay. Um, so I have an, an idea for your next one of your next podcasts. It okay, just brought great. to my mind. That's great. Let's uh, hear it. Educating our dancers as to who the prominent dance um, dance legends legends are yes mm. um i have dancers right now who don't know who fossey is or balanchine <gasps> i know it's it's frightening it's terrifying actually. but i think it's really important that's another thing so something to educate our dancers on dance history 101 mm -hmm. should be a part of every studio okay well hey thanks everybody for joining our third podcast this one on why ballet is so important hashtag love ballet and we hope you join us for the next podcast um, remember to subscribe if you're on Apple iTunes podcast or actually, no, that's that or on uh, SoundCloud. You can uh, find us on SoundCloud. I guess Google has a podcast thing out now, so we're working on getting our stuff on Google. But leave a review, leave a comment, send an email to podcast at danceadvisor.com. Let us know your thoughts and if you have any ideas for the next podcast. If you are a dance studio owner, um, reach out to us. We have an exciting new dance advisor visits your studio for a special photo shoot slash video interview slash feature on our website. Uh, we're pretty excited about it. So um, reach out to us if you're interested and would like Amanda and I to come down and meet your whole team. We would be thrilled to do that. So again, thanks so much for listening to our third episode. And as we like to say, dance on. Dance on.